More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Parachka with you today. Minnesota Tim, how you doing there, bud? Oh, Hank, I am doing so good. Oh, man, <laughs> I am doing so good, Hank. You wouldn't no. even know. You oh wouldn't God. even know. No, uh, I, I wasn't ready for this. What I mean, uh, that can only mean one thing. I feel so good right now. Oh, really? Yeah. You must have had a date. You had a Corona date or something. Did you didn't go out uh, outside? You're supposed to be social distancing. What? Yeah, we social distance for sure. Yeah, we are social what did you distancing do? on a date. How do you do that? We had a Skype date. Oh my! See, I knew, I knew this had. I knew whenever you get excited like that, it's something to do with that. All right, well, that's good. How'd that go? Good? Yeah, it went great. It went good. I was a little nervous because it's a Skype date, and it's like, how do you talk over Skype when you can't see the other person's reactions and emotions and gestures and t- that type of stuff? But yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody's got to find something to do to pass their time. I've been just. Uh, Hanging out, working out a little bit, doing some swimming, uh, hitting a few pickleballs in my front yard, a few uh, golf balls in my backyard into the net, and um, that's kind of a kind of about it. Just trying to keep my social distance from people. Serious stuff, and uh, 
I think, I think we're making progress. It seems like everybody is adjusting pretty well to this. I mean, uh, this could be for the long haul, but I, I think people are doing a pretty good job with it. I see a lot of people driving down my street on bicycles. Uh, bicycling, you know, that that's the big thing right now. Uh, my wife took uh, one of our bikes over to get the tires changed because he had flat tires on the bike. And her mother was in town. They were going to go riding bikes. And she went to the bike shop and the bike shop was so busy that uh, they, they couldn't get it done for a couple of days, just changed the tire. And she looked in the bike shop and they had three bikes left in the whole shop for sale. Whoa. I mean, and this is a place that, you know, has like usually like hundreds of bikes. So, so there's one business that is working good is the biking business. And uh, the golf business is actually working pretty good in in Texas, uh, where my golf course is at Texarkana Golf Ranch. Uh, people are playing, and also at the Hank Haney Golf Ranch in Louisville, Texas, which is where the Great Predictor is. Uh, a lot of people are out there uh, as as well, keeping their distance on the range. But uh, you know, I don't know how much longer that's going to last. That they are talking about shutting down. Uh, Texas as well, and making everybody stay at home. Although I heard the governor of Texas say that like there's 246 counties or something in Texas, and and the uh, virus is only in like four or five counties, so it's pretty much all in the in the, in the same spots. So maybe they maybe they won't do it. But um, anyway, it's probably it's probably coming. I mean, I, in Minnesota, is are you uh, shut down? What what's the deal there? Yeah, everything is basically shut down, bars, restaurants. A lot of places are doing takeout and delivery, and um, our family, I got a burger and fries from one of the takeout places, and then we got pizzas last night at a different takeout place. So, Well, what's your go-to takeout place? Ah, oh, man. I'm a big burger and pizza guy, so I am. Um, I love burgers. I just love a good burger. And then, what makes yeah. a good burger? What makes a good burger for Minnesota Tim? Oh, that's a great question. What makes a good burger? I feel like what makes a good burger is a burger that you can't explain because it's just unexplainable. It's just so good. It's so good you can't explain. <laughs> what makes a good burger is you can't explain it that it's such a good burger. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's a good burger for Hank Haney? Oh man, I had a burger the other night. That was a uh, Kobe beef burger. Mm. Oh my gosh, it was so good. What's on that? It's Kobe beef, a special kind of beef, like grass-fed Kobe beef. It's like the, the best beef you can get. It was like unbelievable. It was so good. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, it was good. Oh boy, actually, that was when we were in Park City, uh, Utah, before we oh. came back. This place called the Blind Dog uh, Grill. And it was mostly seafood place, but they also had burgers and had a Kobe beef. Oh my gosh, it was so good. That's a good burger right there. Now that's very explainable, by the way. It's a <laughs> special kind of beef with a, just a little cheese on there. And oh man, it was so good. Oh boy. Really, really good. So we're getting into detail. Okay. I thought you were talking about the style of burger. So what makes the perfect burger? You got a little lettuce and onion. Sometimes you got over easy eggs on there and cheese oh. and bacon. Oh, it's the best. Over easy? Yeah, it's so good. Oh, God. I mean, like dripping all over it? 
Oh, dripping. I love oh, the messy. God. I love oh, the mess. Oh, yep. oh, you got to get the you mess. You go with that? Yes, it's the best. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do any eggs running all over the place. Oh, I, I love do, it. I, I cannot do eggs running. You like eggs running all over everything? Yes, it just oh, adds gosh. to the experience. Wow, it's you so are good. weird. I mean, I knew you were weird. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> oh, that's not weird. It's on <laughs> oh, the no. menu. Yeah, Come on. No, I might be on the menu, but that's uh, seriously? Yes, nah, it's so good. No, there'd be no running all over the place. No, 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 no really? No. no, can't go with that. Can't go with that. <laughs> Cannot go. Okay, well, that's that's good. What was the name of this place you went to? Give them a plug. Give them a, a harmless plug here. The Loose Line Lodge in Watertown, Minnesota. The Loose Line Lodge. Yep. Loose Line. Is that a fishing lodge or what is that? <laughs> no. It, <laughs> it's, it, it's called it, the. Why is it named that? It's called the Loose Line Lodge because it is right next to a loose line trail. What's a loose line trail? That's a walking trail? Yeah, walking, biking, snowmobile huh. trail. Um, okay. It, it used to be an old uh, train track. It used to be an old train that went through there. The loose line went through there. Yep, the loose line. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that's a that's a uh, that's a place that's probably uh, diners, drives, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, dives, diner, diners, and drive-throughs or something. You could be on there. Guys, yeah. show. Yeah, that'd be good. I've never I wonder seen if they've ever show. been there. Hmm. Have they? You've never seen that show? That show's phenomenal. Have Have they ever been there to, to your loose line? They have not. No. Okay. Well, there we go. You never know. They might show up. All right, let's talk. Let's uh, let's talk a little. We we've been uh, talking a lot about schedule, and the one event that's kind of up in the air is the Olympics. I mean, I think that's the one that's like everything's up in the air. But they've canceled up through the PJ. But the Olympics is hanging out there. And I saw uh, a couple days ago the USA Swimming uh, Federation said that they would hope that the Olympics get postponed. Because it's like next to impossible for everybody to train. They can't get to where they, they got to go to train and places are closed down and so on and so forth. I don't know how any teams can practice because you're not allowed to have more than, you know, uh, uh, 10 people in any one place. So I don't, I don't know how that's possible. And, and then I saw the U.S. track and field uh, came out, on, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, and they said the same thing, that they would like to see the Olympics postponed. And then I saw the uh, IOC, the International Olympic Committee, uh, they made a statement that they were going to wait four weeks before they make their final decision, which was the first time that they've really made uh, any comment that would allude to the fact that things could be postponed. Uh, and, I, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. But with the, in light of everything that's happening and it's it's – Worse in other, you know, it's horrible. And right now in Italy and Spain, uh, China's getting better, but uh, Italy and Spain are just 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 terrible. And other other countries, it's in 144 countries now. The coronavirus, uh, and yeah, I, I just don't see any way they're gonna they're gonna play the Olympics. But uh, that's a little lead in because one of the things that I I wanted to uh, talk about oh, I, there's this this survey and God, I love surveys you know where they 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 survey different players and and they did a survey in Golf Digest did you see it I did yeah 46 okay. players 46 players on the PGA Tour and they asked them uh, a bunch of questions and I want to go through some of that I want I want to I want to get into that 
And now the first question that I want to get into, uh, this is one that they asked him, uh, how important is it to you to win an Olympic gold medal? Now, they ask these questions, then they give them a couple choices to pick from. And the choices were uh, like winning a non-major, not as important as winning a non-major, and then like winning a major. And then they have like take guys, they give guys a chance to comment too. And they, they take little snippets of comments that, that, um, that people might've made. Now, the, the reason why this interests me is because Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, and I don't even think the Olympics are going to happen, but even before we get to that, they have pretty much taken themselves out of it. Haven't they? I mean, they both, they said, you know, we're, we're out. Um, yeah, yeah. Dustin Johnson was focused on the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. And la- last time the Olympics were in Brazil, it was the Zika virus that doomed it. And this time, you know, we really didn't. These guys, those two top players for the U.S., two guys that were that if, if it was like qualifying was done today, you know, they would they would qualify. But they have already said, you know, no, we're not. You know, we're not interested, which, you know, I mean, everybody can, can make their own choice. That's one of the great things. But I was interested in this question in the Golf Digest survey. So here's here's what the, the people came back with. Uh, 50% of the people said it would be like winning a non-major. So that's half the people, 46 people surveyed, half the people said this is just like winning an Olympic gold medal would be like winning a tournament. Well, I mean, Justin Rose was definitely not one of the people that that answered that way because he he takes great pride in the fact that he did win the Olympic gold medal the first year that golf was in the in the Olympics. Then they asked uh, the next group answer was not as important as winning non major, which means it's not even up to the standards of winning the you know whatever Valspar, Valero Texas Open. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's a, it's it's not even up to that standard, and that and forty-two people said that. So, so forty-two percent, not forty-two people, forty-two percent of the people that were asked, they said that this was less than winning a, a, a non-major, which that, that's pretty, that's pretty surprising. So, so ninety-two percent of the people put it, at, uh, you know, at or below just winning a PJ Tour event. Does that surprise you? Yes, it does, and it, it it makes me curious, Hank, where some of these top players versus some of these bottom tiers would would go. Would would a gold medal be more enticing for a player that hasn't won much on the PGA Tour, or would that not be as enticing for a below average player because winning on the PGA Tour means you won at least a million dollars? So it it's that make I'm curious about that hmm. yeah i know i mean it, it, it's interesting well eight eight percent of the players uh surveyed 46 players surveyed eight percent said it was like winning a major that's quite a disparity you got eight guys that think it's like winning a major or eight percent which 
20, it was 46 guys. So what, what's that? I mean, you're looking at four guys, probably four guys said it was like winning a major and 42 guys, you know, 46 guys surveyed 42 guys said it was either equal to or below a non-major. I mean, that is a huge disparity. So, so a, f- a few guys that were interviewed actually thought that this was like really a, a big thing winning a, winning a gold medal, which I I don't know if I'd put it at a major, but I, I would think that's pretty cool winning an Olympic gold medal, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean especially, geez. right, yeah. I mean, a gold medal would be pretty cool. And it's not a PGA Tour win, so it's not a million dollars. But having a gold medal definitely makes you a player or an athlete that um, a company, a business entity would want to endorse. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, one of the uh, the people that picked uh, the category of like winning a major made the comment that eventually that's the fifth major, uh, which the uh, PGA Tour wouldn't like to hear because they want they want you to think that the players is going to be the fifth major. But uh, someone thinks that that this is uh, so high on the list that this will eventually be considered like the fifth major. And then one other person made a comment and they said, not quite a major, but better than any other event. Which, you know, I mean, I would kind of think that that's where it would fall in my in my mind. But I guess it just it has to do with history. It has to do with prestige. Uh, you know, I mean, you don't win a million and a half dollars for winning a gold medal, though. Right. Yeah, that's what makes it tough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you rather have a gold medal or a million or a, or a PGA Tour event and a million and a half dollars? Right. And that's where I think it depends on what your status is on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. If you missed yeah. 23 cuts in a row, you'd think you'd rather have that PGA Tour win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's that's a, that's a that's a good point. There's some great questions on this survey. We'll, we'll, we'll get into into some some more, but we'll take a little break and uh, hear from our uh, sponsors. We'll be right back on the Hank Haney podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. 
On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Tim, here's the, here's the next question I want to get into. Uh, and I, I talked about this a little bit when we were talking about the Olympics and the gold medal. Should the Players' Championship be considered a major? Now, this is something that, you know, you kind of get the feeling at least that the PGA Tour is kind of pushing. You know, they always talk about the players as the fifth major, and it's a you know great field, best field in golf. That's how they promote it. Um, of course, it, 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 they played one round uh, this year and then decided that uh, we better cancel it. And that that was pretty stupid, you know, because it kind of precludes you from like rescheduling it too, doesn't it? I mean, they don't. How do you how do you kind of how do you kind of reschedule or, or, or replay that when they've already played one round? I mean, that's pretty much. And I don't think anybody's mentioned that. So that that obviously is not going to happen. But if it's that important of event, and it is an important event because it 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 it's got a huge purse, and it's got a big exemption that comes with it. I think you get like a, I don't know, ten year exemption or something like that. You get a big big exemption, whatever. And normally it's two years on a PGA Tour when it's at least five years on the players. I don't know exactly what it is. Maybe you can look that look that up while I'm, while I'm talking here, but. Uh, you, you get some kind of big exemption for the players' champion, and it, it, it carries weight. I mean, they play the commercials with uh, Roy McIlroy talking about this last year, how his career wouldn't have been complete without winning a, a players. Five-year exemption. Okay, five-year. I, I knew it was something like that. Um, so here's what they said on that. Okay. Uh, it was just a yes or no question, should the players' championship be considered a major? And 78% of the people surveyed said no. Not a major. 
uh, 22% said yes. Uh, and there, there you go. Now, that, that's the players, and it's their championship. Uh, you would think, if anything, the players would be in favor of having more majors because it carries such, such prestige to win a major. Wouldn't you want, you'd, want, you'd rather have five chances to win a major rather than four, but 78% of the people just said no. And then the, the, the one comment that they posted was, only if all the past players' champions are credited with a major. And that would, I mean, I would think that if that ever became the case, I don't know how that works. I mean, I don't know how that would work. Would you Would you go back and say, okay, even though it wasn't a major when you won it, it's a major now, so we consider you to have won a major? What would, I mean, that's a little problem, isn't it? I guess that's a, a problem that can be solved, but what, what would you what would you think on that? Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. One, I don't think I would ever make it a major. <laughs> yeah, but. I don't think so either. You got four majors. That's just what you got. You can't, you know, Jack Nicholas has won 18 major championships. Uh, you can't change the rules and all of a sudden now have, you know, five majors. I mean, that's just, I don't, I don't think that, that works. Now, they did kind of change the rules, though, because it, they used to consider the uh, U.S. Amateur used to be a major. And there's people that think, well, they, you know, they kind of changed that rule after Tiger won, you know, uh, I think Tiger won three of those. And uh, he won it multiple times. I'm, I'm, I'm shaky on that stat as well. we got a little Steve Johnson going here today. But uh, Nicholas won one or two. And Tiger Dino, won three. You were right Okay, Tiger won three and Jack won. How many did Jack win? I don't know yet. Looking it up. All right, find that one. Find that one. But I know I know Tiger won more than Jack. So a lot of you know some people think well you know Tiger kind of got hosed there because they kind of changed the how they were counting you know when when Tiger won all those those amateurs. Jack twice. Yeah, Jack twice. I knew I knew I knew that Tiger had won one more than Jack. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't think they, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to change. I don't think they're going to change that uh, that deal. All right, here's another one for you. Um, this was the question of which season would you rather have? Now we've we've posed this question before. Uh, remember when we were, I was talking to Mark O'Meara? Of course, Mark won two majors: won the 1998 Masters and 1998 uh, Open Championship, both in the same year. He was Player of the Year that year. And we asked him, and we've asked other people this question too: like how many regular PGA Tour events would you trade for a major championship? And I, you know, and everybody comes with, with different answers. You know, you know, some people will say, well, you know, any amount because you'd want to have that major. And then, uh, you know, other, I think like you, like you said, Tim, I mean, other people have to consider where they are in their career. I mean, you know, if you, if you don't have a lot of money, you certainly wouldn't, you know, trade, I, I don't think, I mean, we, we wouldn't trade, you know, uh, all the money that came with winning a tournament for winning one tournament. Although a lot of times when you do win a major, it allows you to make a bunch of money off the course, but it's not, it's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. But it's an interesting question. I think, I think Mark said something like five. I think that was, was like, like, like his answer. Um, but here's what they said. Okay. Uh, and these are the two choices for the question. What season would you rather have? One win, but it's a major. 
or three wins but no major. So it, it, here, here the question is just, you know, three PGA Tour wins or one uh, major. Now, I, I would, you know, I, I think that's pretty obvious, okay? So I would, I, I would have probably posed the question. I would have at least gotten up in the five range or the six range or, you know, I'd, I'd probably, I'd, li- I'd just like to see what the PGA Tour player would say is the break-even number. You know, you know what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, where that number is. Is it five, is it four? Is it five? Is it six? Is it seven? Is it eight? What is the number that PGA mm-hmm. Tour Pro would say? Mark, right. Mark said, I think, five. You want to hear that? Yeah, let's hear it. You got it? I got it. All right, let's hear it. But how many PGA Tour events would a player trade for a major championship? Uh, I would say... Give me a Is there a number? I mean, well, I don't know, but you know, I thought you were asking me. I would say six. Six. You would say six. I would. Okay, six. There you go. There you go. Mark said six. All right. So that that's you know I think that's probably a pretty good number. Though they, this question they asked three. You know, if it was three, what would you pick? And ninety five percent of the people said they'd rather have the major. Only five people. Uh, or five percent said that they would um, want to have the three wins, and then the comment that somebody made was, "Come on, uh, we all want to, we all want the major." Well, I mean, three. I think that's a no brainer on three, right? You know, six, six. You gotta, you'd have to probably start thinking a little bit, and I'm sure a lot of guys would. Probably seven, eight, or what? I mean, there's some number in there that's where where Mark's saying it's six or somewhere near there, where people might say. Okay, this is a tough decision. I don't think three is a tough decision. That's a pretty easy decision. What do you right? Think? Yeah, I mean, this question brings up the big old debate last se- last year when Rory McIlroy won PGA Tour Player of the Year over Brooks Kepka. Yeah, well, exactly. Which which that was uh, ridiculous that Kepka didn't win that. Crazy. I went crazy at the time, and I still think that was ridiculous. That was just stupid. I mean, Kepka Kepka deserved to win the major or the uh, player of the year. Of course, la- la- last year that we talked about this, and I I t- I said, hey, you know, Kepka should have been the player of the year. It wasn't even close. He should have, you know. I mean, I, you can't, come on, I mean, you can't compare winning a major to not winning a major. But Rory got the the deal. He got the player there. Oh, but by the way, uh, we never heard what the vote was. That was an unpublished vote, vote, by the way. You trust the PGA Tour even had a vote? Uh, I would say, yeah. You would? I, I talked to some uh, players, and they said they, 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 they don't even think there was ever the vote was ever counted. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I heard. I mean, somebody told you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's what happened, but I'm just telling you that when a player who voted – thinks that that's what happened it makes you wonder doesn't it yeah it does it makes them wonder i mean you know i mean they're like there's no way there's no way he he would have won that on a player's vote but yet he did but they don't tell you the vote no i mean you know maybe it was maybe it was all on the up and up maybe it wasn't who knows i mean i it just it, that didn't make any sense to me though but anyway the the the, the in the poll here you know, survey question they had it at three. It wasn't even close. Ninety-five percent said uh, I'll take the the major over over three wins. You know, but 
There's some great questions here. I love these surveys. These things are, are really, really fun. We'll get into some more of, of the uh, Golf Digest survey. You can also find it on golfdigest.com uh, if you don't uh, have it in your uh, Golf Digest magazine, which not everybody gets. But uh, I, I, love, I love talking about these surveys. More more uh, great stuff when we come back on the Hank Any podcast. Let's take a little break here from our sponsors, including Voodoo Pain Relief Cream, Aches and Pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder, hip pain, whatever it is. Uh, golfer's elbow like I've got right now. i got a little bit of that going on, although it's getting a lot better. been using my Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You can get a free two-week supply. All you have to do is go to the website, voodoopainrelief.com, and you can sign up for the two-week uh, free supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream to try it out, test it out. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
All right, Tim. Uh, we're, let's see. Our survey, our Golf Digest survey. We're talking majors a little bit, so I want to continue along, along those lines. Uh, here's, here's a good question that they had on the uh, Golf Digest survey. They surveyed 46 players on the PGA Tour. And this question is, which major would you most like to win? Now, we've, you know, this is something that people talk about a lot. I, I, I've... Uh, I've said this for years and years and years. And I remember, you know, I also referenced Mark O'Meara winning the 1998 Masters and the Open Championship. And I've always said those are the two that you want to win. I mean, those are the, the two that you want to win. The prestige of the U.S. Open. Now, it is our national championship. The Mike Davis Invitational. The Dictator of Golf. Uh, that tournament... I think over the years has just gone downhill so much that that this survey kind of backs it backs it up, and then the PGA is 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 right there, and a lot of people think, well, it's almost to the U.S. Open now, but uh, on this survey, it, you know, it wasn't even wasn't even close. But but when you pose people this question, which which major would you most like to win? It, it's it's so lopsided, it's unbelievable, and the Masters was seventy seven percent. So 77 to 16 is the Open Championship. And uh, then the U.S. Open was at 7%. Surprise you or not? You, uh, PJ zero, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, is somebody, the only people that say the PGA, like when, when you win the PGA, you're so excited because you won a major. And it's uh, some guys will put it. I think some guys would put it a little higher just because of maybe they have like like for instance Justin Thomas. Okay, his one major was the uh, PGA Championship. His father's a PGA Golf Pro. His grandfather was a PGA Golf Pro. And you could kind of you could see how for him uh, the PGA would rank higher. I, I would think for him the PGA would rank higher than the U.S. Open. You know, you could you could see that for that kind of reason, but but unless there's a special case like that, I, I don't really see how uh, this order that we have, uh, Masters, Open Championship, U.S. Open, and PGA, wouldn't make sense for pretty much everybody in golf. Right. Yeah. I mean, a Masters is always going to lead the way, basically, with everything. People want to win at Augusta National, the history, the green jacket, everything. Um, however, Hank. To counter a little bit, to ask a follow-up question to this, I honestly don't believe that um, winning the PGA or winning the Masters is different when your career is all said and done. When people, when, when Jack Nicklaus's career it was over, they didn't say he won this many Masters, this many PGAs, this many U.S. Opens, and this many Open Championships. They said he won 18 majors. Right. Tigers won 15 majors. So in my mind... The PGA, obviously, I'd rather win the Masters more, but at the end of the day, the PGA is as elevated as the Masters when careers are over. Right. Yeah, so this is this this really is a question if you're going to just win one or two or multiple majors, but, but not the career Grand Slam, which not many people have done, but the career Grand Slam is – you know the ultimate when you when you win all four of the of the majors and of course uh, well Roy McIlroy was hoping to do it this year at the Masters and Jordan Spieth hoping to do it this year at the PJ who knows if those tournaments will actually happen but that's a good point Tim I mean once you get to 
you know, the end of your career. And, and if you've won majors, I mean, people don't, don't dissect them and say, well, he won only won this one or that one, especially if they've, if they've won them all. But even if they, even if they haven't, you really don't hear that. I mean, you know, they don't focus on it so much. Oh, maybe, maybe a little bit, you know, um, this guy never won the U S open or this guy never won the PGA or this guy never won the masters, you know, Trevino never won the masters, but I mean, it, 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 yeah, they all kind of get grouped together and it, it doesn't really matter at that, at that point. Good point. Really good point. All right. What's the best major championship venue? This is another easy one. Uh, and you know, it, it, the, the percentage is pretty much mirror, which, which is the, uh, which major would you most like to win? Uh, but they, they had four choices here. Such an easy choice. Such an yeah. easy choice. Yeah, I mean, easy choice. Yeah. Hazel Augustin. team nationals. I mean, come on, that's above and above. that's above and beyond everything else. What about Shadowbrook? Well, I mean, if that ever gets, you think Shadowbrook? Think Shadowbrook will ever get to host a major championship? It should. I mean, come on. Like, as you airified the greens one time? Yeah, I mean, it was great. I, I was a great airifier of the greens. What, did you drive the airfire? What did you do? Did you? Was it? A, is it a riding airfire machine or a walking airfire machine or what? What, what did you drive? What did you do? Did you shovel the uh, airification uh, plugs or what did you? What did you do? Drive drive the cart with a mat or behind yep, the back? Uh, that, there that's it what is. you did. Yeah, I drove the cart with the mat. <laughs> well, that's sort of sort of. That's a good superintendent experience for you. Participation trophy. That's what that is. Yeah, we'll see if that's going to make it. But okay, Augusta, here's the four choices. Augusta National, Old Course at St. Andrews, uh, Pebble Beach, and Muirfield. And, and, you know, two of these courses would be my two courses. Like if I, you know, people say, Hank, what's your favorite court? Like if you were going to, you know, if you could play one more round of golf, where would you want to play? And I would have, I would have two courses that I would say would be on that list. I mean, if, if I if I would have two courses on the list, uh, it'd be Pebble Beach and the old course at St. Andrews. That would be my list. But number one is Augusta, seventy four percent. People say, "What's the best championship venue?" Which I would I would agree with that too. Though I would say it is the best championship venue because for the championship, it's it's just you know absolutely incredible, and that's one of the reasons why we've had this big discussion about you know when they this coronavirus passes and everything you know hopefully in some period of time returns back to normal and you know they do play the masters in 2020 which we all hope that they will you know what will it be like when it's not played at you know the time of the year that it's always played which is april what would it be like if it's played in you know, say October or the first first of November, it'll be it'll be interesting. But Augusta National was number one, seventy four percent. Old Course St Andrews, thirteen uh, percent. Pebble Beach was eight percent, and Muirfield, which is a Muirfield, not Muirfield Village, uh, Jack Nicholas's course, but Muirfield in uh, over in Scotland where they play the uh, Open Championship on a, on a rotational basis. But that was. That that got five percent. Pebble Beach eight percent. Old Course St Andrews thirteen percent. And of course Augusta, the big winner, seventy four percent. You know, that was um, yeah, that was pretty predictable, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean Augusta National, Pebble Beach, Pine Valley, Cypress Creek. Those ones are always going to lead the way. That would be Cypress Point. Cypress Point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's probably a Cypress Creek somewhere too, but Cypress Point would be uh, 
Okay, well, that brings us to name a course. <laughs> that, 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 was my us, old, that was my old address in Maryland. <laughs> that's well, what that was. That's Viper's what that, Creek Drive. That was my old address. That's what got you. That's what brought you to that. All right. Well, that's, that's good. A little, little name slip there. Uh, name a course. Here's another question for you. Name a course that has never been the site of a U.S. Open, but would be a good test. Now, the U.S. Open has had like... You know, in recent years, they've been kind of going all over the place. They went to Chambers Bay. They went to, uh, you know, the, the uh, Wisconsin and, you know, played up there. And, you know, they, they were on this deal to try to, you know, give all these courses a, uh, you know, a chance. They were going to give them a chance. And, you know, I, I don't, it didn't work out too good. I don't think, to be honest with you, they had, you know, they had problems at uh, Chambers Bay with the greens and, and then Kepka shot it up at Aaron Hills in, in uh, Wisconsin, just outside Milwaukee. And, and that was, you know, not what they, they had in mind. Uh, they didn't get any wind and, you know, the course was really rough outside the, the rough line where you couldn't find your ball. So they didn't want to make it too tight and they have to make it too wide. And, you know, anyway. But here's the here, here's the question. Name a course that has never been the site of US Open but would be a good test. And uh, they've got a bunch of different choices here. I don't know. I don't know. I think people just wrote it in. I don't know. But okay, so they have Pine Valley, Spyglass Hill, which where they play the AT&T, one of the courses, Cypress Point, or Cypress Creek, either one. That's kind of where 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 Tim would you know, used to live. <laughs> Uh, Muirfield Village, which is Nicholas's course, Point of Woods, which they used to play the Western. I think they still do play the Western Amateur there. That's in Michigan. That's a great course. Uh, Quail Hollow, of course, they play the PGA uh, there in, in uh, Charlotte. Sand Hills, which is uh, a, a, I've never been there, but that like uh, of all the courses that I would like to play, Sand Hills is like right on it. That's that might be at the top of my list. Now I've played Pine Valley. I've played all these courses that I've named so far. So Sand Hills is really at the top of my list. Harding Park, Harding Park's the site, um, hopefully, of the PGA this year. Uh, L.A. Country Club North, Steve Johnson's favorite course. <laughs> yeah, he hates that place. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that course. Uh, they treat him so well there when he when he was a guest. He just loves it. He can't uh, say enough good things about it. Uh, th- that's the 2023 site of the U.S. Open. Then you got Piners number four, which is an, a great course. Been just been redone uh, in the last few years. A great course at Piners. I was at Piners for for uh, three years. Love Piner, Piners number four. Uh, Quaker Ridge, probably a little too short, but a great course up in up in New York, not uh, very close to Wingfoot. Uh, Seminole, iconic course in Florida, and then TPC Sawgrass. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know about a U.S. Open there. Uh, and then they had Trump Bedminster, and then Yale Golf Course, which is like considered the best college golf course. The Yale course was fantastic. Thirty three percent said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Just that's, that was the number one answer. Uh, was thirty three percent? I don't know. Thirty three percent don't care. <laughs> yeah, basically don't care. Have it wherever you want. U.S. Open. You know, but Pine Valley was number one. Now Pine Valley is not. It's a men's club, so it's not gonna. You know, that's one of the prerequisites for hosting U.S. Open. It can't be like a, in, in you know exclusive like that and uh, so it's not gonna ever happen there but i've been to pine valley uh, quite a few times to play it's a special experience special course special place incredible design i mean just 
it's it's the most amazing course because you you go there and you look and like this course just does not look that hard at all and then you go out there and play it and it's like so hard it's unbelievable and it takes you quite a while to figure it out now my last round at pine valley i played there a few years ago i actually shot like 72 the last time i played there but before that i'd gone out there and thought this course does not look that hard and i went i, I went shot like 85 or something or 86 or 80 i don't know why i shot a million i mean it was like it's just like how can the, how can this be this hard it just doesn't look that hard but pine valley is just incredible it took me a long time to kind of figure it out or maybe i just had my best day when i played it that one one last time uh, but after that i didn't want to press my luck i never wanted to go back again you know but pine valley's phenomenal look, great look great course it's uh it's right up there i mean you know if i talk about my top five courses i gotta put fine valley in there somewhere for sure uh i talked about st andrews uh, pebble beach uh, I, I royal county down in ireland pine valley those are those would be my my top four i don't, I don't know what number five would be but uh, those those would be my top four for sure those 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 stand out more than more than any other for me those would be the be the ones but uh, we won't see that happening and i think what's going to happen to the us open is they're going to try to get on a, a rotation where they go back to some of these courses that are just their traditional courses like pinehurst pebble beach shinnecock hills wingfoot i mean those are those are pretty much their rotational course and they'll throw some other ones in there but i don't think they're going to be doing any more of this uh experiment and going off the map too at, at any time soon uh, for the u.s open not not after the results that they had the, the last few times all i know is that they'll have somebody to help them out with the hotel patterns and traffic patterns so they got all that taken care of now <laughs> that's jason gore's job oh yeah that's right i forgot his name that's why yeah, i they, said that guy <laughs> that's jason gore yeah He's a good Jason Gore's guy. He's 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 uh he's working for the dictator. He's JG, in charge of baby. Tra JG. Tra tra traffic patterns. Yeah, he's in charge of traffic patterns. Oh man. All right. Well, this ties into the to the uh last question that I I just was talking about or given my like favorite places to play. But they asked the 46 players on the survey here, if you could choose where to play your last round, where would you pick? And 62% of the people picked Augusta National. 14% picked the old course at St. Andrews. 10% uh, picked Cypress Point. 10% picked Pebble Beach. And 4% picked Loch Lomond, which um, over in, in, in Scotland, another I iconic course. So, I mean, some of my courses are on there. Old course at St. Andrews and Pebble Beach for sure. Those... Uh, those would would be be on my list, but Augusta Augusta National was number one, sixty two percent. What would you? Who's number? What's number one on your list, Tim? I, I would say St Andrews, but I'm surprised Augusta National is in your, in your top two. Is it top three, top four? For me? Yeah. Nah. No. Not what? Nah. What's this? What's up? What's up with this? Nah, I'm not a fan. Nah, it's really? Not, it's not, it, it doesn't do it for me. Wow. I know it does. It, I know it does it for everybody else. Sixty-two percent, uh, you know, people's bucket list, the whole thing. It just, uh, I don't know. I've been there so many times watching the tournament. Part of it is, is the golf course is so different 
from the like you play St. Andrews and it's pretty much the same course whether the tournament's there or not. You could play Pine Valley any day. It's going to be like an incredible test. You go play Pebble Beach pretty much any day. It's going to be an incredible test and it's going to be spectacular. You go play Royal County down any day. It's going to be spectacular. I'm not saying Pebble Beach or I'm not saying Augusta isn't. It's just nothing like it is during the tournament. It's just like when people say, oh, I played Augusta and I shot this. Well, whatever. I mean, you didn't really play Augusta because when you went to Augusta, the greens were rolling at 10 and a half. When they played the tournament there, they're rolling at 14. And it's not even the same. It's not even in the same league. It's like comparing apples and oranges. And and I guess, you know, that that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say that that would be like at the top of my list. Now, if you said, okay, uh, you could playing Augusta under tournament conditions. Okay, then that would be a different situation. Now, I, now I would I would put that up there. I would, that would be uh, you know near the, at the top or near the top of my list. Not that I would have to play it during the tournament, but just even like the day after, just because I would I would just love to see what it was like to play a you know a major championship course under major championship conditions. You know, which which you know, I you kind of experience when you're you're playing some of these other places that I said because they don't change much, but Augusta is a big big difference, and that now that would be a special experience, and that would be you know something that that would change my list for sure if that if if that was part of the uh, criteria. So mm, man, yeah. and you think I'm weird for like an over easy eggs on my hamburger? Oh my, right? that's I can't crazy. You, I can't believe you just like them. Just read like that, just running all over the place. Oh man. Oh man. All right. All right. Well, good stuff today. Uh, well, well, there's a, a whole bunch more questions on here uh, that they asked on this survey. We're going to get into this some more, uh, at least one more time. Because uh, I, I love going going through this, and I've got some great questions they asked. So maybe, maybe we'll uh, we'll do this another another day for for sure on the Hank Any podcast. Remember the the phone number if you want to call in and and make a, a comment or ask a question. It's eight three three four two six five seven six three extension eight zero one. You can follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. You can follow Minnesota Tim. Minnesota Tim on Twitter. You're uh, Tim Parachka at Tim Parachka. Okay, how do you spell the Parachka? P A R O C H K A. Okay, just like it sounds. <laughs> just like it sounds. Uh, you can email questions at HankHaneyGolfAtOutlook.com. You can send videos of your golf swing in to golfschools at HankHaney.com, and my uh, guys will. Uh, for free, F-R-E-E, they will analyze your swing and give you something to work on for the upcoming season. Maybe you're stuck at home like uh, like all of us. Uh, you're supposed to be stuck at home and you're swinging in your backyard or your house and you, you want a little something to work on while you've got nothing else to do. Good time to send in a video. Golf schools at HankAnie.com. Tell them what your ball flight mistake is, your big miss, and get something to practice before uh, this, this, the season starts. Remember, my new book, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. I wrote it with Matt Rudy, who was a, a guest of mine last week on the show. Uh, great new book. You can get it on Amazon.com. Check that out. And uh, whatever you do, hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app uh, or wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts or wherever. Hit the follow button and our podcast will show up there every day. Uh, Tim, thanks for uh, being with me. 
hope everybody stays healthy and uh, stays corona-free. And we'll be back in tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.